flow through there like it did before. And it cannot perform and do the job that it was manufactured to perform. Right. Y'all with me? Yeah. And so what you'll do is you'll go down to the hardware, or you'll call a plumber, either one. And they'll go, and he'll go down to the hardware store and they'll get a what they call a union. Yeah. And they'll bring that union back and hook those two pieces of pipe together. And now water can flow through there like it did before the event that severed the pipe. Amen. And uh, what you've done was you reconcile. You put those two pieces of pipe together. Amen. And it had to to be done with you. And so the Bible teaches this, that mankind is reconciled back to God. When you got saved, if you're saved this morning, you were reconciled to God. Right. In other words, when Adam fell in the garden, when he disobeyed God, rebelled against God in the garden, and partook of that fruit, listen, that relationship that was experienced before the fall was severed, had because of Adam's sin, and no man can get to God within himself. Amen. Right. And the relationship, God no longer was walking in the cold of the day with Adam. Why? Because his sin had separated him from God. And the Bible is clear that every man, woman, boy, and girl born after the similitude of Adam is born into the same sin listen, that Adam was guilty of. Amen. Is that right? So, God had a union in the form of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. When Jesus come in this world to, listen, reconcile the world unto God. In other words, listen, Buster Seaton put it this way. That God, listen, God sent forth His Son and Jesus reached down the fallen man and reached up to a holy God and puts us back together again. And now, because of the Lord Jesus, the relationship that was severed in the garden can be restored through the Lord Jesus. And now, thank God, we can experience the communion and the fellowship that Adam had in the garden. We can experience the Today, through the Lord Jesus. Amen. Yeah. You say, I don't know about that. Adam walked with God in the cold of the day. Amen. Yeah, that's right. I walked with him in the cold this morning. Amen. Amen. That's right. I talked to him today. He talked to me this morning. Amen. Hey, we fellowship, we commune. That relationship is put back together. Amen. Reconcile. So, therefore, the Bible said He has given you and I the ministry. Of reconciliation. So in other words, he's given you and I the ministry of being a go-between. Yeah. Amen. Ain't that what Jesus was? Right. He was the reconciler. He was the advocate. He was the intercessor. Well, let's think real quick about what Jesus done in order, the what work did he perform in order to reconcile them. He came, Jesus come to this world to present God to fallen humanity. Right. Isn't that right? Amen. The Bible said in John 1, 14, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth. Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Amen. Hebrews chapter number 1, the Bible said, God in sundry times spake in time past by the prophets, happened these last days, right. uh, spoken unto us by His Son. Amen. Yeah. And so listen, Jesus come in this world to present God to a fallen race. Amen. Right. Yeah. 
Then he died and was buried and rose again the third day. And he ascended back to the Father. Now what's he doing? He's presenting man to God. Right. He's interceding. Is that right? right. He, that's why. He, listen, he come to the world, he presented God. And then he went to God and now he presents the world. Amen. Right. That's the ministry of it. The Bible says he's giving you and I the same ministry. Right. Yeah. So what ministry do we have? We're to go out in the world and listen, we're to present Christ. We're to present God unto a fallen race. And then we're to go in the prayer closet and present, listen, of the fallen race. We're to present sinners unto God. Amen. With the hope of bringing them together and reconciling them. That's the meaning. Words like this. You go down to a job and you listen, you walk up to somebody and you say, listen, I know you're not saved. You're you, listen. You're lost, undone without God. But God loves you, and Jesus died for you, and He made a way that you could be saved. You don't have to go to hell. I'm gonna pray for you. Listen, don't you come to church Sunday morning? I, and the church won't save you. The only way to heaven's through Christ. But won't you come on down and hear about Him? And uh, I sure do love you. And I don't wanna see you go to hell. Amen. Right. Then you go 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 back and get along with God and show God. That so-and-so down there on a the job, I, I told him about you. But I can't make him, I can't convict him. Right. I can't do anything for him. God, you're going to have to do a work in his heart. But Lord, if you don't, he's going to die and go to hell without God. Then you go back over here and say, listen, friend, I've been praying for you. I've been telling God about you. I don't want to see you go to hell. Hey, listen, I, I, want, I, I want to see you get saved. And I'm begging God to touch your heart because Jesus died for you. And He made a way for you. And you can be saved. And then we're to go back over here in the prayer closet and show God. How, listen, oh, so-and-so's going to hell. And God, if you don't do something. And listen, you're to be that go-between. Right. Yeah. Until, until they're brought back together. Yeah. That's the ministry that's given every single one of us before the second Corinthians 5. Right. Amen. So who 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 is missions for us for everybody? Right. Amen. Amen. The responsibility has been given to the church. Uh, listen, when I mean the church, I, I, I'm talking about those that have been saved by the grace of God. Right. Those who have been baptized into the body of the Lord Jesus. Hey, listen, it's my responsibility. It's your responsibility. Right. I'll take the gospel unto all the world. Amen. Right. Now, 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 would you agree this morning that there's people in your life that I'll never reach? Right. There's people that, that, that you're acquainted with that I'll probably never meet. Amen. Yeah. And I probably never will have the opportunity to give them the gospel, to share with them the gospel. Hey, listen, but you can. Right. right. Amen. That's given all that's the responsibility has been placed. Amen. Now I want to say not only as an individual, but as a church, as a whole, we have a responsibility. Hey, why? Because we have the answer, friend. We have the message. We have the hope. Amen. Hey, hey, if we really believe that this is the only way, if we really believe that Jesus is the only way, and whosoever don't come by the way of the cross, he's going to die and go to hell without God. If we really believe that, then surely we're responsible to death. You're right. We're commanded to. Right. Amen. But we ought to be compelled to 
Not all we can, but we ought to be compelled to just the simple fact that we know that if they don't get saved, they're going to die and go to hell. Yeah. Amen. I mean, really, we talk about hell a whole lot, man, preach on hell. We're plumb callous to it. You're right. But do we really believe it? I mean, do you and I really believe? Do you believe, do I believe that my loved ones, if they don't get saved, they're going to die without God and burn forever in the lake of fire? Amen. Do we really believe? You've heard this before, no doubt. I heard an illustration one time, I read a story about a doctor and a lawyer that were best friends, or, or excuse me, a preacher and a, I think a doctor or a lawyer that were best friends and they grew up together. We went separate directions. Uh, God called one to preach and he was preaching the gospel. Another one called, had the, or the other one went into a big career and made a lot of money. And then once a year, every, every year, they'd come together and they'd meet together. They'd come together for a, uh, they'd spend a few days fishing or hunting or whatever. One, they'd come together one year. And uh, I think they went fishing. They'd fished all week. At the end of the week, that businessman, I keep remembering if he's a doctor or a lawyer, he looked at the, 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 the preacher. And he said, you say you're one of them hellfire and brimstone preachers. He said, yes, sir. I don't believe what I He said, because if you really believe what you preach, he said, you crawl on your hands and knees through broken glass to warn them. He said, yeah, we've been out here all week. You had not mentioned. Hmm. Amen. Do we really believe it? Go ahead. Amen. There's a responsibility to give it unto us. Just tell people about it. Just tell people, boy. You said, preacher, I don't want to drive them away. And I'm not talking about being rude, and I'm not talking about being crude, and I'm not talking about being ugly. But listen to me this morning, friend. They're already going to hate. Right. Amen. We have been given a responsibility. Hey, we're living in a dark world. We're living in a depraved society and the only answer is the light of the glorious gospel and we have the light and we're given a command to shine it forth in the midst of darkness. Amen. All of us, the responsibility has been placed. And notice the regions have been pointed out on her. Notice real quick, the regions that have been pointed out. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you to watch your Bible. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the utmost part of the earth. So he told him, he said, look, you're, you, you didn't take the gospel unto Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth. But notice what your Bible says. Look, look, look at the wording of your Bible. Amen. He said both in Jerusalem and in all Judea. And I'm going to tell you what he did not say. He did not say, take the word, or you'll be witnessing to me in both Jerusalem, then in all Judea. Right. Then in Samaria. Then in other parts part of the earth. what he said. Right. He said take both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and in the uttermost part of the earth. Here's the idea. You're to, listen, you're to reach Jerusalem, but at the same time you're to reach Samaria and the same time you're to reach Judea and the same time you're to reach on the uttermost part of the earth. Right. Amen. 
Now, can I remind you, he's talking to a small congregation right. at this point. Yeah. Amen. How in the world can these men reach Jerusalem and Judea both, both at the same time, Jerusalem and, and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth? How in the world can they do all that at the same time? Amen. I mean, that'd be impossible, wouldn't it? You see that in your Bible? I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not you, you reach one, it's not, and a lot of people have this mindset, well, we're just to reach our Jerusalem, we're just to reach our community, and we're not to worry about everybody else. But he told them right here in the, in the scripture, yeah. hey, listen, you're to worry about your, your Jerusalem, you're to worry about your town, but not just your town, there's, there's people across the state, right. there's people across the seas, and there's people all around the world that need what you have. Right. And you're commanded to reach them both at the same time. Right. Now, that would be impossible for us to do it by ourselves. Amen. Yeah, so what we how, how how do we do that? How 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 we? Well, I tell you what we're to do. We're to send forth. Right. Amen. There's places I can't go, but I can send somebody there. Right. Amen. That that I mean, listen. That's the command. It's given here. It's the regions. But hey, hey, not only are you responsible, not only am I responsible for our Jerusalem. Gotta stop and say something. Time out a second. Hang on, we're gonna just a minute. Listen to me. I, 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 can I tell you one thing that bothers me? Sometimes we get missionary letters and we'll read them, you know, and if they ain't had 25 saved in the last two or three months, we think we'll do it. Amen. What if you had not prayer? Right. What if you had to report on what you're doing for the Lord Jesus? Go ahead. How many would you be able to report got saved because of you? Yeah, right. And what you've done in your ministry in the last year. <laughs> yeah, right. You say, well, preacher, I, 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 listen, I'm not a missionary. Oh, yeah? Where'd you get that out in the Bible? Right. Because the command is given to every single one of us. Yeah, right. And you're commanded to reach your Jerusalem. Just like I said a moment ago, there's people in your Jerusalem in your life that I'll never reach. Yeah, right. Amen. But at the same time, we'll reach our Jerusalem. We'll reach the most part of the earth. Yeah. At the same time. Right. The only way to do that is through missions. Right. It's through sending forth missionaries to partner with others, to send the other people, to send others out to have a part in what they're doing to reach the world of the gospel. That's the command that's given. Notice the regions. Notice the resource has been provided. Look what he said. He said, "Ye shall be witnesses." Of, or, or excuse me, the first part of our say. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now that's interesting because the Bible said in Matthew chapter number twenty-eight when Jesus he said the Bible said in verse number eighteen and Jesus came and spoke unto them saying, "All power is given unto me in heaven and earth." Y'all believe that? Y'all believe that all power is given unto the Lord Jesus in heaven and earth? He said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Yes. Now, when did he make that statement? Right before he told them to take the gospel into all the world. So, listen, he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Now, go ye therefore. Now, you know, anytime you read your Bible, you say that word, therefore. 
You gotta ask yourself what the third. Go ye therefore, what's that therefore? Because all power's been given unto him right. in heaven and earth. Yeah. Go ye therefore and teach all Amen. So because all power's given unto him, then because of that, we're to go therefore, we're to go in all the world. Amen. Right. Yeah. Now, that's Matthew 28. But Acts chapter 1, verse 3, right, he said this. Ye shall receive power. Now wait a minute. He's just said all all power is given unto me. Now in Acts 1 8, he said, Ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost comes on. What's he saying? He said, Listen, I've got all power in heaven and earth. All power in heaven and earth has been given to me. But thank God at Pentecost with the promise of the Spirit and, 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 and the permanent indwelling of the Holy Ghost. Listen. When he descended and indwells believers permanently, that is the power that he's discussing. Y'all know that, right? And so Jesus said, all power is given unto me. But hang on, the power that's been given unto me, I'm going to impart unto you. For what purpose? To be a witness. Amen. To be a witness. The power of God that listen that Jesus talked about that he had is imparted unto the believer through the Holy Spirit of God, and that power is given for the purpose of being a witness. And now, right. Amen. We they, 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 we preach a lot about being filled with the Spirit. I, I've heard, I've been saved for I got saved in, in ninety nine May of ninety nine, and in, and in that time, I've heard. I don't know countless messages about being filled with Holy Ghost. Being filled with Holy Ghost. Amen. I mean, how, how many, how many, you heard a bunch of messages about being filled with Holy Ghost? I've been filled with Holy Ghost. Amen. And then uh, and you hear a lot of people say, well, if you get filled with Holy Ghost, you'll do this. Or if you get filled with Holy Ghost, you'll do that. But can I tell you what the Bible teaches? When you get filled with Holy Ghost, you know what it is? It's boldness, boldness. To witness. Ye after the Holy Ghost command, ye shall receive power, and ye shall be witnesses. Right. Not you might be a witness, you shall be a witness. Right. So therefore, if I'm not being a witness, then I'm probably not too full of the Spirit. Right. I'm a dwelt with Spirit. Y'all understand this. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> So the, the responsibility, the, the regions have been pulling out. The resources have been provided. You say, preacher, we can't reach the world with the gospel. Yeah, we can. Right. So how can we? <laughs> All power has been, has been given unto him. And he has given us a portion of the power that he has through the indwelling and the controlling of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Right. Is that what your Bible says? That's right. Amen. So, hey, listen, you say, I can't do, we can't, we're just a small congregation. We can't do much. You got that right. I can't, you can't, we can't. He can. Amen. He can. He can do more than we could ever imagine. Because he's got all power in heaven and earth. And if we can tap into that power, if we can tap into that resource, we'd be amazed at what we can do. Right. Is that right? Yeah. So notice this. Notice the, the, the rebuke of their passiveness in verse number. Let's just look at verse 9. The Bible said, And when they had 
when he had spoken these things, while they, be, they beheld, he was taken up of the cloud and received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, he went up, and behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken away from you in the heaven, shall come again in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. So get this in your mind, all right? Jesus has just given them a commandment to take the gospel into all the world. And then he ascends to heaven. And they're sitting there looking. I believe I would have been through it. <laughs> they're sitting there looking. And you know the Bible said, let everything be established to mouth two or three witnesses. Two or three witnesses showed up here. They're standing there looking. And the Bible said there in the Verse number 10, while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. So they're standing looking and watching Jesus and said, they've just been given a command. Take the gospel to all the world. And they're watching the Lord ascend for the cloud. And as they're watching him go out of their sight, all of a sudden two messengers from heaven showed up and said, what are you doing looking up there for? Right. And, and look what he said. He said, what, verse 11, which also, what ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? What are you looking up there for? You've already been given a command. Right. You've already been told what to do. What are you waiting on? Right. Yeah. What are you waiting on? That's why. Why stand you gazing up in heaven? The same Jesus went away, shall also come again like now. Hey, listen, he's coming back. I thank God he's coming back. He's leaving, but he's coming back. In the meantime, in the meantime, you've got a job to do. He's already given you a command. Now get to it. Right. Amen. I'm afraid a lot of times we ain't careful. We're guilty of doing exactly what them disciples were. Right. But we ain't gazing up in the head. We gazing around. You're right. Yeah. Looking around, seeing how bad the world is, how bad society is, and griping about it, complaining about it. And maybe I'm just talking about me. You're Amen. Right. But never doing what I've been commanded to do. Amen. The main focus in the life of the believer, the main focus. Is reaching sinners the gospel. Right. That's the main focus. The main focus of every church is to reach sinners. Listen, we you say it's to come to church and worship. No, no, friend. Listen, we are to come to church and worship. We're commanded to do that. But can I say this? Listen, we do we come in here and get prepared. Right. And we get, listen, we get taught the scriptures. And we come here and get encouraged. We come in here and listen, get strengthened that we might go out and tell others the good news that Jesus died for sin. Amen. That's why we amen. Right. That's why we come to church. Amen. The main thing this morning, the main thing is reaching sinners the gospel. Amen. God help us to be busy about the main thing. Focus on the world that's dying and going to hell without God. Sometimes that becomes overwhelming because we want to talk about the world. Nearly 8 billion people in the world. 
Amen. And the overwhelming majority are going to hell without you. But yet we live our daily lives so unconcerned. God. If God don't do nothing else for us, we're to beg God to break our heart when people go to hell. If God don't do anything else for us, we're to beg God to fill us with the Holy Ghost. We'd have more of a desire, more of a burden to tell others about it. About the saving grace of the Lord Jesus. If you don't do it, we're to beg God to help us do what we can to reach the world, reach our community, reach our family with the gospel of Christ. Amen. Let's bow our head. I'm pretty far when I've tended to. We're going to pray this morning.